Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Strong Podcast. I am super excited to have one of my good friends here with me, Lisette. Hello. Hello, friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so please um, just maybe say how do you pronounce your name because I think I say it a different way to most people. <laughs> okay, well, it's pronounced Lisette. Lisette. Lisette, okay, cool. like Lee, and then set it down. Oh, Lisette. I like how you have that little, yes. like way of breaking it down kind yeah. of thing. Lisa. Mm, but so I'm, I am saying it yeah, wrong. Yeah, you're saying, saying it right. Oh, okay. I have friends that call me Lazette with mm, an A. La. Lazette. Lazette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but here I've just said, just call me Liz. Yeah. But I grew up not liking Liz. Uh, I have one of those in my name too. <laughs> you know, I just... But my family, my parents and my mom call me Lise. Yeah, okay. But how do you say that in English? Yeah. So it's written Liz, mm. but it's actually Lise. Mm. Yeah, because it is with a Z. And yeah. so that's how we're... And Australians shorten everything, I yes. reckon. We just love yes. to just... And even... And, but I find it so weird because we shorten things. But then like my little cousin, his name is Kai. And we call him Kai Kai. <laughs> <laughs> too short. It's like it's too short. So let's make it longer. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, okay. I'm really excited to chat with you today because... You are a senior pastor of quite mm. a big church mm. here in Newcastle, and um, I know that there have been just so many amazing things that have happened in your ministry, and to bring you to this point where now you're senior pastor of a big church, yes. and your heart is for ministry, and yes. I just love that so Thank much. You. So there are obviously like lots of elements that we could talk about, yes. and we have these chats all the time. All the I'm time. just like, why are we recording this? Um, so... But specifically today, we want to talk about leadership and women in leadership. Mm. And that is something that applies to, I believe, every woman. It's not just a title. Mm -hmm. It's who we are. Whether we are a wife, a mother, we are leading people all the time. So what is something that maybe drew you to be in a leadership role in your career? Uh, I think... You know, I read this question and I yeah. thought to myself, I don't know that anything literally drew me. Yeah. But I just think growing up in a Hispanic mm-hmm. household, yeah. I had a lot of responsibility at a yeah. very young age. Yes. And so I just learned from a very, at a young mm-hmm. age that I had to look after my brother, take mm-hmm. care of him, make decisions. And yeah, it's a response it really to is. trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because I remember coming home and there was a list of chores for me to do every single day. And if it wasn't done when I got Mm. home, I didn't even want to talk about that. So so we knew, and you know, the art of negotiation. I learned how to negotiate, Mm -hmm. how to convince my young brother to do things he didn't want to do. I knew how to talk to my parents. I learned how to read people. Mm. Um, And and if I'm being very honest with you, my training has taught me that that is a response to trauma. Mm. Learning how to read people. Yeah. Learning how to adapt and yeah. to have to think on your toes and yeah. how to problem solve at such a young age mm. um yeah and so now I see did God need me to go through those things to put me in a place of leadership absolutely not mm-hmm. but he doesn't waste those things totally and I think that that totally. along with everything that I've ever been placed mm. um and had to learn has led me to where I am now that is so beautiful I love how our childhood and things that we go through actually like craft our identity and our character in our our adulthood. And we sometimes don't even realize it. Like, like you just saying that I was like, yeah, cause I'm, I'm the eldest child. Mm. 
and um, we were just I was just talking with another <laughs> old like eldest child a student and she was saying something about how when her brother's sick, air quotes here, when yeah. her brother's sick, he gets to stay home. She's like, but I never get to stay home. And I said, oh, we we um, have a different experience yes. as the eldest child. Absolutely. And there is a lot more responsibility. Yes. And you don't get away with a lot, things like that. Now, my sister and brother would probably <laughs> be happy to chime in at this point. Um, so what are some of the things that you have maybe seen as a bit of a challenge in being a leader and has it been because you've been a woman or has it just been because leadership already is challenging yeah enough? so I think it's already challenging mm. and I often have to ask myself that mm. question mm-hmm. and I have to say if I take Lisa out of the equation mm-hmm. and I put Jose yeah <laughs> another Hispanic <laughs> name and I put Jose or Pepe <laughs> would he also be facing this challenge yes And the majority of the time, it's yes, because it's not always with us. It's Mm -hmm. the people that we lead. And of course, I am not leaving us as leaders out, Mm -hmm. but I can definitely see Mm -hmm. where it's not always. That doesn't mean that I don't look at the people in the room Mm -hmm. and sometimes realize that I am the only woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. in the past. And here I am in a position mm-hmm. where I'm needing to tell people that are either more educated than mm-hmm. I am because I work within a church environment, mm-hmm. which means that I am not always the most educated person in the room. Mm-hmm. My previous, the previous place where I worked, they all were physicians mm-hmm. um, and business owners and entrepreneurs. Yeah. And here I am a girl with a bachelor's degree yeah. with the grace of God. <laughs> It can be intimidating. Mm. It can be intimidating when you when you walk in and your like your craft mm. is to study the word of God. Yes. Um, and sometimes that's the only thing that you got going for you. And, and guess but... what? They also study the word yeah, of God. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it is I find it interesting how we notice when we are the only woman or when we're a minority. But yes. for a lot of people, it's actually not even on their radar. No, it's not. Mm. And so I often have to tell myself, you may be the only woman mm. here, but they see you yeah. and they want to be led by you. Yeah. So don't take that as it's something wrong, but say, what a privilege. Yeah. Then I get to be the woman that leads you. Yeah. And just a leader that happens to be a woman. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I love that. A leader that happens to be a woman. <laughs> Okay, so um, senior pastor of this big church, yes. obviously not every person that's listening would be a senior pastor right. of a church. So what are some things that you have discovered along the way? Maybe some practical things that you do to lead other people. And also, because I, I, I once heard this pastor talk about how before you can lead other people, you've got to lead yourself. Yes. So how do you like lead yourself in being a leader in a big, bigger context? Just recognizing that I am dependent on God. Mm. that I cannot do this by myself. Yes. Yeah, so it's good. the first and foremost, like before I start my day, mm. it's my complete dependency on God. That's awesome. Asking God to be with me, to guide me, to give me wisdom, um, to give me foresight, to mm. give me discernment, to be able to tell what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I'm asking for that constantly. Mm. I'm never arriving at a room thinking that I know everything. Yeah. But I know that God does. Yes. And since I'm the leader that he's appointed, so I am aligning myself with what God is doing Mm -hmm. and I'm asking him to see me through. And that gives me God confidence, Mm -hmm. not self-confidence, but God confidence Mm -hmm. that he's chosen me for this Mm -hmm. and he's going to help me go through it, whatever it is. That's so good. So entering the room with that confidence. Mm. I'm here because God placed me here. Mm-hmm. And that began a long time ago. Mm. It didn't happen just when I came to Wells End. Yeah, of course. It's just knowing 
that I am where I need to be mm-hmm. at this moment in time. Yeah. And that means that God is with me and he will lead me through this. Mm. Yeah. And I think confidence is a real struggle that we have. Not, I, di- I don't even think it's just as women. I think humanity. Period. Yes. We have this like insecurity that can develop of like oh I'm not good enough or did they make a yeah did they make a mistake like I remember I won this award in college it was an academic academic award which is was absolutely shocking to me because I am not an academic but I did study like very hard for this anyway and I remember they invited me to the ceremony and I emailed them back and I said is there a mistake like, am I meant to be like, was this email actually directed for me? And it was just because of a lack of confidence, mm-hmm. because it's a scenario that I'm not yes. familiar with. Yes. The academic world is not yes. something that I, you know, it's not my playground, so yes. to speak. Um, so I think confidence is such a beautiful mantra to take mm-hmm. on. And it's not just like in a church setting, but it could be in our and home, yes. in our marriage. We need to have confidence yes. in our friendships yes. even. So I think that's so awesome. I've also realized the older that I've gotten that mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable and secure mm-hmm. in who I am. Yes. So then my voice is stronger. Mm-hmm. It still shakes sometimes. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Um, I used to tell myself when I'd have to sit in a board yeah. with these high, strong, powerful men, I'd tell myself over and over, tough as nails, mm-hmm. tough as nails, mm-hmm. um, to get myself through it yeah. and just repeat it in my mind over mm-hmm. and over and just had this poker face. And I wouldn't let them know <laughs> that my knees were shaking under the table. And it's okay. It's yeah. okay to to do what you need to do to get through a moment yeah. and to recognize that your dependence is on God. And yeah. the older I get, the uh, more secure I feel in who I am, Mm, which means that the decisions that I make as a leader are different from when I first started out, Mm. obviously, because I've grown. Mm -hmm. But also I know that I take off my leadership hat and I'm Mm. still reset. Yeah, that's awesome. And I hope that through my leadership, people still see that, Mm. that I'm still me. Yeah. What you see is what you get. Yeah. Um, And I'm vulnerable just like you are. I have feelings just like you do. Uh, But leadership is a hat that God has given me Mm. and I proudly wear it when I need to. And I think that's really powerful for us as people who sit in congregations Mm. um, that we don't just make up a story or a narrative Mm. of what the pastor should do or what they should say or things like that. Because before they were pastor, they were, you know, Jose. just they're ordinary people yes. and I think sometimes we look at leaders and it doesn't have to be in a church context but we look at leaders and we see the title before yes. we see the person yes. and that's that can be really detrimental sometimes yes. because we could overlook a bunch of different yes. things that we're not even aware of um no that's a real lesson for me as well like even people that you work with yes. people that you do life with yeah, yeah. there's the position and the longer you stand in high leadership mm-hmm the dangerous it is to be defined by what you do versus Mm. who you are yeah and we have to humble ourselves constantly and recognize no this is just a position that i happen Mm -hmm. to have the privilege to do for now and it's not forever Mm -hmm. and i'll move on and what i move on may or may not be comparable to what i'm doing Mm -hmm. now Uh, Mm -hmm. when we do ministry we have to be willing to surrender what God has given us. Yeah. And that comes with our leadership as well. Yeah. And there are times when we'll have to take the second chair and mm. not the first chair. 
and be comfortable with that and secure in yourself and knowing that for this season this is what God has called me to do yeah yeah I know I'm going back a bit but I love how you said the older you get the more comfortable you get in who you are yes because I've noticed that as well like I look at 20 year olds and I think not 20 but the 20s like that decade and I think oh like it's it was was an awesome season to live in but so much energy yes much energy when they tell me what time they go to bed I'm like "Uh uh-uh not for me I am in a different season um but I think yeah like I was I am not who I am yeah like I wasn't in my 20s I'm not that anymore and it's just because it comes with age there comes maturity there comes wisdom experience and I just I love that I do think that we need to be more comfortable the only thing that I'd want to take from my 20s was this desire to try everything. Oh, I think the older preach. we get, the older we get, yes. the more we're yes. not willing or wanting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's that more... comfortableness can be a yeah. little too comfortable. <laughs> too comfortable. <laughs> um, but I did like that in my 20s, yeah. I just felt like we could do anything. Yes. Well, I was fearless yeah. in my 20s. There like, you go. That's yeah, the word. Yeah. Fearless. Totally fearless. Yes. Like, I, I sometimes read some of my journals from back then and I'm like wow who is this girl I know I was like oh my gosh I literally I was like take me Lord wherever you want like send me to China like just send me anywhere and now I'm just like keep me local I'm like can I just be in bed by nine o'clock that's what I really want I like comfort Lord oh I know it is different okay so I um from what I feel like I've gleaned from you in our time and our friendship like we both love the church and we believe in the local church and and the church has been a place of safety and it's been a place of harm as well for a lot of people for different reasons but I do want to ask what does church mean to you oh it means so many different things Mm -hmm. in different in the different facets of my life Mm -hmm. I think right now church has become for me um, a place of community Mm. uh, where like-minded people yeah and when I mean like-minded I'm not talking about doctrine yeah. Because there's a huge sliding scale yep. even within our denomination. Yeah. But I'm talking about recognizing my brokenness totally. and my need for yeah. a savior. Mm. And so this is a place where I come and there are people like me who recognize their need for God and are searching for community yeah. as we go through this journey with God. Um, and my hope would be that people that come into this community mm. would want to not just receive, but be part of mm. the healers. Yes. yes. I love that. I love when it's a community where we're actually, we all play a part yes. in this community. Yes. Yeah. So cool. Not looking for moochers. <laughs> I'm what? Moochers. People that just come and mooch. <laughs> but I'm looking, I'm looking when I think of leadership. Yeah. And when I think of who gets to lead yeah. and how we get to do this. It's people that understand. Yeah. And of course, at different times of our journey, parts of our journey, mm-hmm. there is a time when all we can do is receive. Yeah. And there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you should find a place where all you do is receive. Mm-hmm. But eventually... You'll get to the place where it's time to give back mm. and it's time to engage yeah. and it's time to be part of the healing, the healers, I would say. Yeah. And that's when you need to get into either a small group where you're leading yes. out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge believer in small groups. Yeah, I see too. their Life work. group, connect yes. group, cell group, cell however, groups. whatever group you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then find a way to contribute because mm. that's also very healing and yeah. it's part of the journey. I think there's a, a beauty to 
finding a way that speaks to you. Yes. Like if it's something that you enjoy, there could be someone else who enjoys that as well. So I I love that there is um, diversity within our community, that we don't all have to do the same thing in the same way all the time, that there can actually be different aspects of it. I remember we were like this one house, we we all went, a bunch of us, we went and like mowed the lawn, cleaned the house, they were renovating, they had just gone through a really, really, really tough season. Mm And I remember looking around and I was um, youth pastor at the time of a church and I turned to my senior pastor and we both just said, this is church. Yes. It was just getting in amongst our people or anyone just and getting outside of the four walls of what church could look like and just serving. And I think that church is so much bigger than just a building and the gathering on a particular service or a weekend or whatever. And I feel like in COVID, we really yes. felt that. <laughs> I was just going to tell you, this past year gave us all a lesson yes. of what church is. Yes, absolutely. At the end of the day, it's community. Whether mm-hmm. you're meeting online, mm-hmm. you're meeting in person, yeah. it has nothing to do with the building. Yeah. But the longer we are Christian mm-hmm. and the longer we're in a system, it becomes so much easier to fall into this Mm. trap where the church is this building Mm -hmm. and what happens inside. Yeah, that's right. And I, I, my friend has this, like this whole motto that they've been pushing with their young adults is that it's we, the church. And it's all about like, we take the church with us and Mm. we become the church wherever we go. And I feel like it just, it just takes that concept of church as a building and just blows it right up. (laughs) We need that. We need more of that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, this podcast is called the soul strong podcast and I am all about, I love our soul. I think we need to take such good care of our soul. Um, and all about strength. So what are some things that you do that keep your soul strong in the midst of all the responsibilities. (laughs) Mercy. Well, the thing that I've recently, okay, Mm -hmm. I came from a place where I was very burnt out, Mm -hmm. just felt completely depleted. Yeah. Um, And the time that followed after that showed me that I needed to practice Mm self-care. But far more than a bubble bath could ever fix it needed to be soul care yeah and oh i like that yeah soul care as opposed to self-care yeah i felt god gave me this imagery i lived in alaska and there was a source of water mountain water it was literally just a pipe no on off switch nothing it was just where water was flowing and people could pull up and load up their tanks and the water that didn't get collected would just flow down and it just would meet the stream and eventually go into the ocean but it was continual always flowing water and I remember God giving me the imagery that he was that water and I needed to just go and fill up. Yeah. And so I use it for everything. Mm-hmm. Just this imagery, just knowing that I, when I run by myself, mm-hmm. I get thirsty mm-hmm. and I can only handle so much. Mm-hmm. But when I go to the source, mm-hmm. it's endless. Yeah. And he is that source. Yeah. And so I like to feed my soul by just spending time with God, through prayer, through journaling. Mm-hmm. I do it many ways. It's not just yeah. one way. Yep. Prayer, journaling, definitely spending time in the word but I love praise and worship I love mm. listening to music yes I it just revitalizes my heart yeah and it complements so well mm-hmm. the conversations that are already happening with God 
Beautiful. That's awesome. So aside from the soul, um, I have a really good nighttime routine. Yes! I'm sorry for shouting. I was, because I was going to say, feel free to be as practical as you want, because I am all about practicalities as well. Okay, so tell me about your nighttime routine. I have a really good nighttime routine, which just, ah, it's just so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Someone gave me, and I am not getting paid to say this, but someone gave me um, this lush lavender cream. Uh And just thinking about it slows down my breathing. Oh, wow. Like, I un... And it's a small container, so Mm -hmm. I'm being very, like, careful with it. (laughs) I know where to get more, but I literally (laughs) just undo it, and I smell it. And the moment I smell it, my breathing just slows down. And so I like to have a nice bath. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, shower. I have a nice hot shower if it's cold. If it's hot day, I'll have a cold one. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, I like to just sit down, all the lights are off, and I open that, and I'm playing, I have a playlist of songs that are very <laughs> relaxing, and it's called My Nighttime Routine. Oh, that's beautiful. And yeah. um, some of it has music, but most, I'm sorry, most of it is without words, so yeah, it's just like instrumental. instrumental. Yeah, beautiful. Um, and I play it, and I lather that thing on, that nice lotion, and I just lay there, and I notice my breathing just wow. slowing down. Mm -hmm. and I know that it's time to just relax then I close my eyes I say my prayers I thank God for all the good that happened I leave and surrender the things that I'm worried about and I say tomorrow's another day yes it is and I close my eyes and I'm out (laughs) I'm out it's just so simple right yeah Picking songs that relax yeah. you, um, picking a fragrance, a yeah. smell, yeah. and the act of just lathering that and just That's feel so cool. it's luscious mm. and just it feels good, it smells good. Yeah. I, I'm a believer in aromatherapy because it yeah. does that, it relaxes me. So growing up, my favorite color was purple. Okay. So people would always buy me lavender stuff. And I cannot stand the smell of lavender. And my sister always puts it on because it, it's like a like a very relaxing yes, yes. Um, oil. And she, every time I smell her, I got to a point where I'd be like, oh, what is that? And then I remember, oh, it's lavender. It's lavender. But then because it's such a relaxing thing, mm-hmm. I've gotten the oil now and I put it in my bath because yes. I have a bath every so often to relax as well. And I'm getting used to the smell. Yes. Like it's like, it's not... Oh, anymore it's like oh okay yeah i'll is... have to bring some of this um lush because yeah. it's not straight lavender it's not okay no. yeah no because I, I think a mix would be nice but um that's really interesting because i struggle to just lay and fall asleep my mind ticks over too much yeah. like i think too much so i either have to like watch something or i've been playing um like I'll play like a bedtime sleep mm-hmm. Bible story on YouTube or something. And I'll just like turn the light off on the screen. Yeah. And that I'm like, I don't even remember what the story was. I'm like, <laughs> I'm out like straight <laughs> away. Um, but that's amazing that you can just lie there. I well, lie you are lathered up. Well, I'm all lathered up in that lotion. <laughs> but I purposely listen to my breathing. Yeah. And so good. as I'm breathing, I'm listening to yeah. it. And it just rocks me to sleep. And wow. It, and I'm out. And if I do wake up, I just spend some time praying. And I yeah. just think, you've woken me up. Who is it? Like, yeah. Who am I praying for? I pray for yeah, the yeah, person. Yeah. Then I feel like I've surrendered it. Yeah. And I go, um, I also play. If I'm having trouble sleeping, I'll play um, rain sounds. 
Mm. And it just plays. Well, last night we had the natural rain. <laughs> the natural rain. <laughs> it was raining so much. Yeah. So oh, that that's helps. so cool. Okay, so what does a strong woman in leadership look like to you? Mercy. This is a very big question. That is it. Because sometimes I find that you can see them in person, yeah. but sometimes they're from afar. You don't yeah. always come in contact with strong women in leadership. So yeah. what does that look like to you? Um, when I think of a strong woman in leadership, I think of someone who understands that leadership is a labor of love. Mm. So they're not necessarily always leading Mm -hmm. out of strength, Mm -hmm. because we have that naturally, we're in the position. Mm. So we've earned it, Mm. right? Because Mm -hmm. for you to be a leader, someone has to want to follow you. Mm. (laughs) You can't lead without anyone not following you. Otherwise, as John Maxwell says, otherwise you're just taking a walk. Yeah, you're just following following you. you. (laughs) Um, But when I think of a of a strong woman in leadership it's a labor of love she knows who she is she's secure in her calling Mm. and her purpose Mm. and she understands that the people that she's leading in our case because we're in ministry Mm -hmm. are all known and loved by god Mm. and so she's aware of the privilege that she has and she doesn't take it lightly but yeah. rather carries the weight. Yeah. Not by herself, mm. because we carry it with God. We're co-laborers with God. Yeah. But it's someone who's aware. Yeah. And doesn't take it for granted. Yeah. Doesn't just act like it's nothing, but carries it That's and knows really it. That's beautiful. Yeah. I heard a message the other day where she talked about that. She said, we are co-laborers, we're not co-stars. Yes. And we like we see it like as if like Jesus is a star and then so are we. Yes. Like, because we're just like, well, you know, we're on the same level here. No. And Jesus is like, actually, we're co-laborers, which means we get our hands dirty. Like, we have to, like, just get in there and do the work. And it's messy. I I believe that in strong leadership, you have to be willing to recognize um, your failures Mm. and not be... above apologizing mm. and being humble yeah i admire the leaders that i admire i ad- are leaders that have the authority work mm. within that gifting mm-hmm. but are quick to recognize their failings yeah. and to make amends yeah. and to say you know i've stuffed it up but this is what's happened mm. and this is how we're going to move forward yeah i admire people that are able to cast a vision mm. and then like to get their hands dirty yeah. with you to accomplish that vision yeah yeah I love that and that can be applied to our home life as well yes. like because I know that you know many um who've listened to us where we're moms where we we run our home yeah and so that's important to understand okay well we've made a mistake or how can we do that better tomorrow even the nighttime routine falling yes. asleep saying what's done is done yeah tomorrow is a new day yeah. and thank goodness his mercies are new yeah. tomorrow because <laughs> yes. I'm thank excited you, about that yeah <laughs> If you could go back, Ooh. not that I'm a big fan of living in regret. I'm actually I'm actually quite the opposite of that. I think that every every lesson should teach us something. If you could start over from the beginning, would you do anything differently? Mercy, yes. <laughs> yes, on behalf of anyone that, you know, that didn't get the best of me. Mm. on behalf of anyone who I hurt unintentionally mm. yeah. on behalf of things that I could have done differently mm. yes mm-hmm. 
I've learned so many lessons. And yeah. if I could relearn them and do things differently, I would. Like I want to know what yeah. I what I know now, but I'd love to go back and try again. Is there a particular situation or um, an experience that you think I could have done that? I could have done that better. Yeah, I've. One of I was thinking about that. I was thinking one of the lessons that I learned when it comes to building community mm-hmm. is that bring people along with you yeah. in the journey. So mm-hmm. this is just a very simple example of something. So I had a young young girl who. Um, didn't have a mom and she was this is in the tiny little island where I lived she had a baby and she was having problems latching on Mm. okay I am not a mom Mm. I've never had a baby I've never had to teach someone to latch on Mm. but I have worked in the medical field and specifically with women Mm. and so my first thought was to this is a community of people Mm. online like in the island let me ask the people the moms here if there's someone who could teach this young girl how mm. to latch on. Okay. But you should have started with asking the other mom in the church. Ah. So I went straight to community. Okay. And yeah. not straight to this mom. Yeah. And that mom was so hurt that I would uh, skip her. Yeah. And go straight to the outer community. Even though she's part of the outer community. Even though she's part yeah. of the outer community, mm. she wanted that opportunity to teach what she had known and to pass that on. Of course. And I'm thinking, how did I not even think of that? It was right that I thought of, I don't know how, so let me find your help. It was right to think, let me reach out and find someone who can help you Mm -hmm. and to reach out to the outer community. But I should have begun right here, closer to home. And so sometimes before we go looking in the other people's, you know, yeah. the outer community, we need to look in our own backyard. We're in our own like, backyard. Yeah. Who are the people that are closest to yeah. you? What and resources are available? What resources are available to me right now? Mm-hmm. What it did to that young, to that woman who I did not ask for help, mm. it made her feel invisible. Really? It made her feel like I didn't see her as a mom mm. or that she had anything of value to contribute. And mm-hmm. that's what I regret. Yeah. I don't want to not see someone or to not recognize what they can bring mm. to the table. Yeah. And that's what I regretted. Yeah. And in my leadership. And yeah, I wish I would have done that differently. Mm. I've But since then, I just thought, okay, always. <laughs> Let me start inner and then work my way outer. Yeah. Um, and give people the opportunity to help each other yeah, and to course. create that community. Yeah. Yeah. I find that, like, when I meet younger women, I it's almost like I want to protect them, but as well I want to, like, also be like, hey, just be careful of that and just watch out for that kind of thing. And you just want to, like, empower them so that they can have, like, the best life possible. Yes. But what are some things that you would love to share with our younger women who are whether it's in our career or whether we're wanting to get married one day become a mom start a a community project or anything i mean like leadership goes into so many different things and in the same question what would you say to them when you you wish someone would have told you that Mm. because i feel like in my everything i do i do it in a way that it was I do it because it wasn't done like that for me. Mm. So I'm a chaplain at a school. Um, we never had a female chaplain. And I would have loved a female chaplain. Mind you, when I was going through school, chaplains in schools were just starting. So it okay. wasn't like a really 
known thing. And yeah. most of the time it was never like, you never had a full time chaplain. It was like, they were there a couple of days kind of thing. And so I often live out my ministry and this, even before I worked in the school is, is just in a way of like, in response, to, I'm going to do what yes, I wanted someone to do yes, for me, you know, yes. because you understand the, you know, the complexities of it and in a man's world, sometimes there's not always the feminine heart that I, right. that I would have loved to have heard. Mm-hmm. I have a great mum, and she was an awesome mentor for me in that way. But I'm talking about outside the home. Yeah. Um, so is there stuff that you would share with younger women that say, hey, like this is something that I have oh. learned. I mean, I'm sure you've got like a hundred things you could say. Just off the top of my head, the first thing that I would say is to trust God's calling in your life. Yeah. If you feel that God is calling you to start a ministry, mm-hmm. do it. Yes. He is. Yeah. If you feel that God is calling you to switch careers, mm. do it. He is. Mm. If you feel that you, if you see a need and it just moves you inside, mm-hmm. then go for it mm. and do it. I think a lot of the times we're waiting for someone else to do it. Totally. We're waiting for someone to give us permission. Yes. Well, guess what? Yeah. God gave you permission. Yeah. Like he's ignited something yes. inside of you. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. We second guess ourselves far more than men second guess themselves. Yeah. They don't even wait for an idea. Like someone tells <laughs> them and they run with it, you know? We want we want a 100% guarantee that yeah. everything is going to be yeah. A-OK before we take yeah. the plunge. Totally. And you cannot. It's an act of faith. And even when you're telling other people, yeah. you want them to go, oh, that's a great idea. You should go for it. And sometimes it's like, you just got to go with you it. You just got to go with it. <laughs> I just, you know, sometimes we're waiting for everything to align. Yeah. Well, guess what? It yeah. takes faith. Yeah. And it's a walk of faith. Yeah. Um, and when you look at the Bible and you see all the different amazing uh, people and how God led them, they mm. all exercised faith. Yeah. They didn't know. They just answered the call. Yeah. And they did. And I believe that a lot of times we second guess ourselves. Mm. We are just waiting for the... For everything to line up, for Mm -hmm. things to be perfect, for the risks to be so minimal. But if you're not willing to take a risk, then you'll never gain the rewards. Mm. And so my thing is take the risk. Be sure that God is calling you. And you know, a lot of times we're just wanting to convince someone Mm -hmm. to tell us or convince ourselves. But I think that with a lot of time, prayer and dedication, that God reveals what he's calling you to do. And so I would love to see women, whatever it is, whatever area, sure of what God's placed. I may not have it all figured out, but I know who does, and that's God. Mm. And I could go to him. He's the source. Mm. And he'll lead and guide me on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just part of taking the first step. Like, it's not going to always be, like, every step isn't lit up for you and you're not always ready to go. I remember when I, like, I had a full plate, I was working, I had a baby, I was finishing my studies and I felt like God was calling me to look after the women in our church. Uh And I've always had a heart for women, but I was like, I can't, I have too much on my plate. But I couldn't sleep at night, I'd think about it. I'd wake up in the morning and it'd be on my mind. I'd be like watching a TV show and and something would come up and I'd be like, oh, we can maybe do something like that. Like it just came up in everything. Yes. And that's eventually how Soul Strong started because I was just like, okay, if I'm going to do this, then you have to name it, God. You yes. have to show me what to do because I I don't have a plan. Yeah. 
and then slowly things kind of like developed and here we are three years later now we've got a podcast yes. and it's just like sometimes you do need to lean into that uncertainty yes. knowing that like you said before when you walk in the room and you're not sure what's happening yeah. he knows yeah he already knows yeah the thing is i think we want it kind of like a video game where the stones <laughs> light up as you're going to take a step. Yes. You want to know where you're stepping. You want your theme music You to want play. your theme music. <laughs> Sometimes you want the heavens to part yeah. and God to physically and audibly tell you yeah. that this is the way. But that's not always going to happen. Yeah. You have to be willing to take the chance. Yeah. And I, what I do know, that I know, that I know, that I know deep in my heart is that he will lead and guide you. Mm. That's what I know. Yeah. That's it. But you have to do it. Yeah. And so I'd love to see women take the chance mm. to accept positions of leadership. Mm. Sometimes it's, oh, I'll ruffle feathers or mm. it, maybe dynamics will change in my mm. friend group or I, maybe I won't have the support that I need. Yeah. But know that with every calling that God places on your life, there's an enabling. Like he's going to help you. Mm. And there are people that come alongside you. Any success that I've ever had, if we want to call it that, has always come because God has surrounded me with people. Yeah. It's never on myself. It's yeah. never by myself. It's always by the grace of God with people that he brings alongside. Mm -hmm. And so we work together. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I feel like the theme of this episode is about like time to step up, mm. step out into something. Yeah. And, I, and going back to COVID, I feel like COVID did bring out a lot of things. Like it brought yes. out zoom prayer mornings like i know my my friend she does a prayer morning with people from across the country yes. and now they still do it even after they they can meet in person they're still doing that i know that there are blogs that have been starting to like be written and connect groups have been happening and stuff like that so i feel like now is the time to when, step into something one of the most awesomest experience during covid was a friend who lives in hawaii and started well, she had a um, art therapy class, but because of COVID, they had to do everything online, mm -hmm. which meant that I got to, all the way from here, from Australia, mm. be part of this art therapy class. I did a small devotional, wow. and then I got to sit in and participate in art therapy. And I thought that innovation, mm. to take it online and to open it up to anyone yeah. from any time zone, from any place, mm. that would have never been there mm. or the desire or even the idea or the need to go that far. Yeah. But she leaned into what her calling was mm -hmm. and she knows without a shadow of a doubt is to do art therapy. And she said, well, given the circumstances and what's happening, how can I do what God's called me to do mm. in these times? Yeah. And there it was zoom wow and i know that there are there might be people listening who are just thinking but how would i how mm. can i mm -hmm. if you say yes to mm -hmm. god yeah and if you place yourself and you say lord i want to align with what you're already doing yeah i want to be part of this movement i want to rise up to what you've called me to be God will provide you opportunities, mm. but you have to be willing. Yeah. Opportunities will walk right past you. Yeah. And it's your decision whether or not you're going to grab them and say, mm. I'll take it, I'll do it, or whether you're going to let someone else get it. Mm. Sometimes they circle around and sometimes they don't. Mm. And then you have to wait for something else or God brings something else in your life. Yeah. But the need is there. Yeah. And I think it'll always be there. That's so good. I love it. So encouraged. 
This has been fun. This has been so good. I want to ask you like off the cuff questions yes. now. Questions that you yeah. haven't <laughs> haven't had a chance to think about. Okay. Um, what's something that you're reading now that you're enjoying? Oh, I just read, and by read I meant listen to an audible because I mean, who am I kidding? That's my new way of reading. I just did this book and I cried. It was the um, what is it? The to shake the sleeping self. Um, and he talks about his journey riding a bike like someone who was always in the same thing Mm -hmm. working making money not finding purpose and meaning in his life and he decides to ride his bike all the way from Oregon to Central America oh wow and without experience without ever having ridden a bike and then he details all the emotional journey the physical journey of doing that and what he learned from putting himself in these situations the people that he encountered and the most beautiful thing is that you can see pictures on instagram of his actual journey so as i was listening to the book i was also um looking at the pictures and just (laughs) he's recently written another book and i'm looking forward to reading it oh that's awesome um, what's something that you are like preparing for in your season of life? It could be personal, it could be like ministry, it yeah, could yeah. be maybe a project that you're working on. Something I'm preparing for is a friend of ours who has had puppies. <laughs> And I have been wanting a dog and a puppy since COVID, but all the puppies' prices went very, like, went up. They shot up. Um, And she said, as soon as I'm saying, yeah, like, I know. I have no idea. I haven't been looking at puppy prices, but I can imagine. I wanted a puppy so bad. Um, And she said, you'll have first pick of my litter. And so the puppies were born this week. And I've been watching training videos on how to train a puppy (laughs) because I want to make sure that I train the puppy well. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm preparing to be a puppy mom. That is super exciting. Yes. Very, very cool. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really appreciate it. We we get to speak a lot, which is awesome. But I'm really glad that we could share this conversation. And all your nuggets of gold have just been mm-hmm. awesome. I feel like going out there and going, okay, God, <laughs> what's next? Like, what yes. are we walking into? Yes. So, yeah, that's really cool. Thank you so much. My pleasure. God bless you in this season of your life. And as you lead so many people to him and shine his light, I just pray that God continues to fill your soul and strengthen your soul you. with he is yes thank you it's a pleasure (laughs) to get to know you better and get to work side by side here on campus we do we work very closely together which is lovely which i love yeah (laughs) thanks for listening guys we hope you enjoyed this podcast feel free to jump on our instagram page send us a message um michaela and i are always ready to respond and tag us on anything and if there is something that god might be probing right now because of this episode or maybe it's already been on your heart and you would like us to pray for it or anything like that feel free to send us a message feel free to get us involved and um, we would just love to hear about some of the things that we can step into in this new season Mm, i love it god bless you guys have a great day or night or afternoon whenever you're listening to this see you later bye